I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure, a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mangston and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mangston sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Mangston and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mangston, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mangston learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money, and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, Young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mangston set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mangston's Kulamated Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mangston's Kulamated Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors it is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mangston, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy me um, Chandler Hayes um, and and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances I 
am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mankson's Cool Amaze Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement. And I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, you can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? It's Chairman House of Barf. What's good? What's popping? I was just sitting here, not doing much, you know, just getting my, my day started. It's a nice, beautiful October day outside. Uh, it is October. What is today? October 28th? Let me think. Yeah. Yesterday was the 27th. That would make today the 29th. I'm kidding. It would make today the 28th. And with this option tra- option trading stuff, it really keeps you up on the date. You know, so, you know, it's like I'm back in school. You know, I know, I know the date. Every day, you know, uh, I'm not going to try to get too much into the options trading today. I've been really working on it. I'm not saying I've been successful. Uh, I've had some successes and I've had some failures. And the real crazy thing is, is that still trying to maintain all these bills. These bills are coming like, like I've heard, uh, when, when I was working, uh, I got in one, one, my last job, I got a new role. Right. And this person said, man, it, man, at first it was like, we were just drinking out of the hose, you know, on the side of the house at grandma's house. Like, yeah, man, it was just like, you know, you turn the water on, you were drinking from it. And then she's like, and then they turned the fire hose on us. You know what I'm saying? We still trying to drink the water. Just got, you know, um, so, um, yeah, that's just that's just how it is, man. When the, these bills are nonstop, this debt is nonstop, and a lot of it is my fault as well. Don't don't think I, I explain all the time. I got a lot of successes. I got a lot of failures. Uh, I, um, I I told you I'm gonna also put you know come hang out with Chan. So went out the other day. Um, I kind of got to be, I'm not sure. I don't know who's going to hear this, but, uh, went out to, uh, a lounge, uh, in the district of Columbia. And, um, I'll even tell you, it was in, it was, uh, in this area, uh, DuPont Circle. And I'm chilling, uh, these people just keep throwing me shots. Uh, some of these, um, at least one of my guys, one reason why he was throwing me shots was because he was like, yo, he kind of he's kind of up on my situation of, um, you know, possibly about to go into foreclosure. Uh, you know, uh, spouse uh, is estranged, um, you know, I'm in and out of 
different courts. Uh, I know it's irresponsible, but I'm about, I'm about to get to a point where I'm just like, you know what? I know I shouldn't be talking about this legal shit while it's ongoing, but I'm about to get to a point where I'm just about to stop showing up and whatever happens, happens. I'm sorry. I know I've talked to some divorcees and they're like, no, don't do that. I did that. And you're going to lose it all. She's going to take everything. And you're going to be an 80 year old man living in Little Rock, Arkansas on a little piece plot of land. That's all you're going to have. Well, I'm like, man, could I, could I at least be in like Wichita Falls? You know, Texas, you know, so I can be close to the Dallas Cowboys or something, you know, go watch some football, you know, and live out the rest of my days, I guess. And they're like, nah, man, you got to be responsible. You got to stay on top of it. But, man, I just get tired of just being out in and out of court, man. That shit. And then it's expensive as hell. It, it, like, when they say nobody, when the family feuds, nobody wins but the lawyers, you know, that's all it is, man. Just, you know, it's like, hey, we have to come in and resolve your situation. So you got to pay us for that. Besides getting paid for no reason, um, I recently uh, started uh, House of Barf coaching and therapy. Uh, right now it's coaching, but I'm going to go back in there and I should have put like slash therapy or something. Uh, I'm going to try to figure it out. Uh, but just... Just, you know, just, hey, you know, let's get together. One thing I, you know, I'm, I've never been a coach. I, I think I'd be interested in doing it one day. Uh, just a little, just a little, just, just little kids, you know, uh, you know, just basketball and then also financial coaching. You know, one thing, you, you know, I don't know anything about coaching, but one thing you kind of got to get into when it comes to coaching is, this person has their technique. This person has what they're going to do. They got it down pat. This is who they are. They, supposedly, who you are is who you are by the time you're six years old. People know who you are. You grow up in it. If you were the kid that cried every birthday, you know what I'm saying, because everything just wasn't right, you didn't get the present, you probably did it around five, six years old, and you're probably doing it around 35 years old. You know, you just are who you are. So, when it comes to coaching, you are who you are. Okay, now how am I going to be able to get the best out of who you are? How are we going to be able to put you in a situation that we can get the best up out of you? Let's not try to, what is it, bleed a turnip or something like that. There's no blood in a turnip. So let's not try to squeeze something out of you that's not in you. You know, but what we can take is your traits, your habits, and let's see if we can kind of coach that up a little bit to get you to where you're trying to be. Now, everybody always wants to say, here I go. Now, everybody wants to say, I want to be rich. No, 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 no. I saw a Chris Rock special. I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. That's the only goal I want. It's like, all right, I get that. Okay. There's 32 teams in the NBA. At the beginning of the season, what do you think all their goals are? Well, there's probably a couple teams in there that don't have any goals. They're just like, man, listen, I'm just going to try to get through this season without breaking something or ripping something or, <laughs> or catching something. Um, but I would hope for the sense of entertainment, because I love the NBA, 
Uh, I do think, you know, we, we got some things we got to work on. For example, poster childing. I can't stand this fucking poster childing. Sorry, I'm getting off topic here. But, um, that's, that should be the goal. 32 teams, beginning of the season. Uh, matter of fact, the season, NBA season just actually started a couple nights ago. Uh, I believe Damian Lillard uh, scored 39 points on his debut, which was like a record. Like he ended up being up there with like Wilt Chamberlain and I think Carmelo Anthony or something. You know, the people who scored the most amount of points on a brand new team on their debut. So that's phenomenal. Shout out. Um, but yes, that should be the point. Beginning of season, 32 teams. Each team should have the goal of what? Winning a championship. Winning a final. The NBA final. That should be the goal. Now, as we start getting through the season and we start noticing where we're at, oh, wow, those Denver Nuggets, they're really not playing over there. They're really digging into people's asses. You know, they're they, they working over there. Oh, wow. Uh, shit, those Portland Trailblazers, they looking like the 1995 Portland. Well, actually, that might have been a good year. I can't remember, but. It was a few years the Portland Trailblazers were pretty quiet, you know. Now, I know they got Drew Holiday and Anton. But we could pretty much, I could, I could be wrong, but we could pretty much guess it's going to be a, a rebuilding year. Um, I mean, Drew Holiday is a beast. Anton's a beast. Uh, I don't even know who else they got on the roster. But, I mean, you can really build around that team. You get somebody who can come in and kind of be an aggressor. You know, help Drew Holiday out. Drew Holiday is actually getting, you know, kind of on the latter end of his career. I mean, he's experienced. He's a veteran now. Anton is definitely on the latter part of his career. Um, I mean, he was down there in Phoenix for years, you know. And right when he's getting that close to a championship, they want to trade him. And that was because he didn't perform as well as they probably would have liked for him to do in the playoffs last year. You know, but again, the goal. 32 teams, beginning of the season, win an NBA Finals championship. Get the goal. Okay? That's the goal. Now, what what I say the goal should be? Look, I'm a human as well. I go in, the day just started today, right? When I was talking about going to a, a couple bars out there in DuPont. Uh, starting the day off, my goal is to, let's try not to spend a hundred dollars today. That'll be my goal. Wake up in the morning, you know, went out last night, went out the night before that, blah, 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 blah. Probably have spent $400 in the last couple of nights. That's bill money. I mean, seriously, that's bill money, car insurance, groceries, all that. I'm throwing that liquor in the club. Women walking around and butt cheeks out. <laughs> just, I was like, man, what in the world? Just cheeks out. You know, you get to a point, man, you're just like, man. Yeah. <laughs> a little younger, you're like, oh my gosh, that woman's cheeks are out. Now you're a little older, you're like, is that sanitary? You know, I'm, saying, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But starting the day off, man, try not to spend $100 today. You know, if you need a little gas, get a little gas. 
if you need some groceries, get some groceries. Or, you know, or I may just order a platter from some one of my favorite restaurants and just kind of eat on it all day. You know, but that's the goal. Then 12 hours later. Uh-oh, it's starting to get a little fidgety. Oh, man, you know, nobody's here. I'm all by myself. Man, last weekend was kind of crazy. Shit, you know, next you know what happens. You go to a bar in DuPont, you end up spending a couple hundred dollars. And going into it, you know, people are buying me rounds, you know, you know, hey, man, come on, man. You know, you're a cool guy, man. Come on, man. You just, you know, come on, you know, and then a couple other people we don't even know join the group and they buy around and I'm like, oh, my goodness, here we go. I'm actually kind of tired. Next thing you know, you go home, you go to sleep, you know, you Eat your survival food, whatever it is. Oh, man. I had some of the worst street tacos, man. I went to the place before. I don't even want to say their name. I was pissed off because I was like, y'all, I've been here before. Why does it taste like this? I was like, man, y'all ain't changed the grease or something. You know, I ain't even going to say their name. So it was my survival food, and I ended up throwing it away. Let me tell you how bad it tasted. It's like 2 or 3 in the morning, and I'm like, man, I got to go brush my teeth. I was like, I got to get this taste out of my mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I think I even took the trash out. Because, I mean, it smelled like old grease. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I got to take this out because this is even kind of reeking. You know? So, wake up the next morning. What do you got? Receipts in your pocket. Not, not money. Receipts. And you also check the bank account. What happened? $200. And $50. Goodness gracious, what was I thinking? I'm not rich. I'm in debt. Okay? I'm I'm a second away from being out in the street. No lie. You know, I'm probably going to call family and friends who are going to love it. Love it. Now, huh, we got Chan. We got him now. He has to listen to us. He has to listen to us. First things first. Stop the drinking. Take it, turn it down a notch. You know, stop hanging out. Stop hanging out with your, uh, those people. They're not good for you. I'm like, man, shit, you ain't got to tell me. You know, um, so that's what ends up, you know. And then next thing you know, spending two or $300 on the day. And you're like, crap. But the thing is, you know, I try to be optimistic. I'm, I'm, I'm an optimistic person. I believe in the future. I believe the best times are yet to come. And that's coming from a man who's watched Serena Williams. I've watched Eddie Murphy. I've watched Dave Chappelle. I've watched Michael Phelps. I've watched Mike Tyson. I've watched Oscar De La Hoya. I've watched, uh, I even got to see Magic Johnson in his last couple of years. Uh, when he was hitting the Kobe before the Kobe. You know, the back down thing. Uh, he had his knee braces on and everything. I've seen. I think I got a glimpse. Did I get? Was I able to get a glimpse of Larry Bird in his last couple of years? I think I may have even been able. I'm not sure what year he retired. I got to see Emmitt Smith. I got to see Michael Jordan. I got to see Michael Johnson. Got ah, I got to see Dominic Dawes. Um, so when I say the best times are uh, yet to come, I mean I could easily say. Uh, you know, that 
ain't, ain't no way anybody else is going to raise the bar from here. <laughs> We're doomed. Okay. <laughs> We're all going downhill from here. All right. Nah, I still, I still believe in the future. I still believe in the youth. I still believe the best times are yet to come. You know, positivity, more enlightenment, um, laughter, all these different things. So what, what I call a goal, what I would consider a goal is let's optimize um, our situation. So personally, uh, and I will let you know one thing that pisses me off a lot is Let's say somebody says, hey, fine, I want to sit down with you, Chan. You know, I don't give a shit. I'm on my last leg. It can't possibly lose. Because that's typically when people come to you to talk about their finances. They never come talk to you about when everything is going good. They never, when they got their job, when they're doing well, you know, they got approved for that loan. They get to go buy a house. They got their spouse. You know, they got their child. See, for anybody else, if you're in finances, and you just heard the situation I set up, you, you're seeing the possible crash. You're like, oh, 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 they just bought a new house, oh, new car, oh, baby, oh, 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 yeah. But for anybody else, they say, keep going, you're doing great, you know, uh, because that's the dream, that's the life that we're supposed to be in. You also have to remember, like, there is propaganda, there is an agenda, and I'm not trying to get conspiracy theory. But there's an agenda, you know, uh, for example, um, just saw something on milk. Somebody was uh, had a surplus of milk. They happened to know somebody in a big place, they called their buddy in a big place, like a governor or something. Uh, I don't know who. And then they start pushing this campaign, got milk, you know, and all these things, different actors and actresses with milk mustaches and everything. And we're thinking... What? Oh, I got to get some milk. Why? They say it's good for your bones. They say, you know, you can help you put weight on if, you, if you're if you a little skinny. Get the whole milk. And yes, I will say, if you are a little underweight, just for a little bit. My, I'm not no doctor or anything, and this is not advice. Yo, you can drink some whole milk for a little while, man. That junk will get you big. You know what I'm saying? If you're struggling with, like, putting pounds on, skip the 2%, go to the D. What is it? Grade D or something. I can't remember but the whole milk, I'm telling you. Or if you have a child who just doesn't seem to be putting weight on, say, all right, I'm going to exchange a 2% for some whole milk, put it in a cereal. They'll notice the difference probably for like two or three days. For two or three days, they're going to be like, man, what is this butter you're putting in my cereal? <laughs> you know, because it's thick. You know, um, it's just, hey, don't, nothing, don't worry. But after two or three days, they don't notice. And then also, if you're on the other end, you can get the like, you know, 1% or something. If you're like, yo, I need to kind of slow down, but I still like milk with my pastries or my danishes. Well, you know, you cut down to the 1%. You know what I'm saying? When you're like, okay, you know, let me cut down to the 1%. You'll notice a difference for about two or three days. You'll be like, man, it tastes like I'm drinking like watery milk or something. Before you know it, you can't even taste the difference. You know, it just tastes like milk. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, you know me, lose track of my thinking. Uh, where were we at? Um, well, regardless, 
Uh, I'll come back to it. Stuff always comes back to me after a while. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Real quick, I will let you know. I actually was just sitting here. I'm on Allison.com. Um, what brought me here? Uh, it's a requirement uh, from the state of Maryland for me to receive uh, unemployment benefits. I have to take these classes. Uh, there's uh, reemployment activities. So I was sitting here on Allison.com and I'm looking at debt. So you see it coming. Adjustable rate mortgages come in two primary types. Balloon mortgages. Seven one or five one mortgages. So literally, just sitting here, been listening to this thing go on for about thirty minutes to an hour. I'm probably gonna listen to like one or two more hours worth of stuff. And then I'm gonna uh, put it on my weekly uh, certification, let them know uh, that I applied for a few jobs and I did some uh, activities and uh, hopefully I should be able to get, you know, and I got to do this every week uh, and they proved me when I get approved in until like November 2024. I was just looking for like six months. I thought it was like six months. They're like, no, you're good till about uh, November 2024. I was like, what? And uh, then they broke down approximately how much I'm going to be getting paid and everything. I was like, are you crazy? And I may even be in a situation where I can like reapply, which I thought was unusual. I thought once that was up, it was up. But based on like my circumstances of kind of what I went through and whatever, I'm not sure. I got to get back to you. But seriously, I know this is another thing is this government benefits thing is too much propaganda as well um oh yes yeah uh and again not trying to get conspiracy but there is an agenda out there okay there is an agenda out there okay um essentially going back it just came back to me uh is that while we're out here kind of like living our lives uh there is there are sharks out there who are working. They got too many eggs or they just want to make more eggs. So they hold the eggs back. They say, hey, hold the eggs back for like just a week, two weeks, however long you can. You say, okay, sure. You hold them back. People go to the store. Man, I can't find no fucking eggs. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, hey, turn the faucet back on. Okay. And these people are sitting around. Government officials, CEOs, whoever, you know, private companies, nonprofits, they sit around and they figure this all out. And somebody sits in the room and says, man, well, why do we have to raise the price of eggs? We have too many eggs. We should actually lower the price. And one person in the room says, because we can, you know, <laughs> it's like, nah. and that's just more so where we have to kind of make ourselves aware, me included, of what's going on. You know, um, when we decide that, do I really want to hang out, go to parties, lounges, clubs? Do I really want to drink this liquor? Do I really want to? You might not want to, but what's going on? You turn on social media. You turn on the internet. You, you turn on uh, the news, whatever. What's going on? Oh, we have Ryan Reynolds. Just sold his mint mobile company for a billion dollars. 
Who? Ryan Reynolds? What movie was he in again? And you say, man, I got to do something. And it's not so much that you can solve a problem of, you know, expensive uh, wireless, I don't know, telecommunications. It's more so I want a billion dollars so I can go to Cabo, you know, um, whoever else, um, some YouTuber, some influence. Logan Paul is living in uh, some neighborhood in Calabasas. I don't know where he lives, but you say, oh, man, what the fuck is a Calabasas? I don't know. Somewhere around Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. Where is that at? California. You say, oh, wow. Oh, such and such is going to Martha Vineyard this weekend. Where, Martha Vineyard? Where is that? New Jersey? Something like that? It's like, man, I want to go to Martha's Vineyard and do what people do at Martha's Vineyard. And is, I hope Martha is okay, you know? Who is Martha, you know? And we, you kind of get in this cycle of... And if this is what you just enjoy doing... Because it kind of is, I kind of enjoy it sometimes too. You know, it's like, hey man, new restaurant open. You want to go try it out? Ooh, man, that curry goat was delicious. You know, and you're like, yeah, that was delicious. I like the way that the Indians, you know, or Asians or whatever, cook their curry different than the West Indies. Or the, how the West Africans cook their curry different than the Jamaican or the West Indies, Jamaicans or whatever, the Caribbeans. Or Caribbean, however you say it. Um, but then also there's influence. So, for example, easy one, marketing and advertising. Marketing and advertising, I would say possibly is probably whew, 30, 40, 50% of a successful business. I could be wrong. I, I, I'm going to pull up a balance sheet. I want to take a look at that. But I'm pretty sure for a successful company like, I don't know, like McDonald's or I'm pretty sure they spend, I don't know, maybe that's a little high, but on marketing and advertising. And why is that? Because they have the best psychologists or, you know, people who understand psychology on their team. People who understand voice tones, colors, uh, words, symbols, best people. And they understand that, you know, when most people see an image of a strong arm, Believe it or not, it gets them aroused. Like, what? A strong arm with a hammer in it, you know, it makes people aroused. Oh, my goodness. And when people are aroused, let me guess, they spend more money. All right, put a picture of a person with a really strong arm and a hammer in their hand, and we're going to say, hey, you need us there, we're there. And they say, you know, people don't even realize, and, and what color should we use? Well, this color usually makes people feel safe and secure, and they usually spend more. Okay, so put it in that color, put it in that color, put it up. Let's get it. Let's go. And then you got to keep up with the campaigns. Okay, if, if, okay, it, it, it got it, the job done. Now, where do we go from here? Okay, let's do it again. We got another. Jingles, what all that. So we just have to take our situation again and I would say optimize it. And understanding is, I would say, a huge part of optimization. You know, uh, just understanding what is going on here. What am I in? You know, uh, shit, I've even been in situations where I was like, hey, I thought I understood it. And now you're fighting with the banks. 
fucking pricks because of something you misunderstood. Something that maybe wasn't explained clearly or was in the fine print. Now we got to go back and try to fix the situation. At the same time, somebody's sick. You're trying to focus on that. Somebody wants to marry you. You're trying to focus on that. Somebody wants to have a baby with you. You're trying to focus on that. The washer machine just went out. How are you going to wash your clothes this week? You know, just a whole lot is going on at the same time. You got to break down this pamphlet of papers to understand some loan you took out that you thought was a fixed rate, but actually they threw in another word. Well, no, actually it's a whole fixed or term fixed rate or something. You're like, what is the, what is the term fixed? Well, for a term, it's fixed. And then after that, it's adjustable. What the fuck? Why would I agree to that? <laughs> like, and, and, you know, and now we're in this botched up situation that's going to take us two to three years to get out of. You know, now we got to put all the money we got towards this loan so we can get the hell out of it before they take a fixed 5% loan and turn it into an adjustable 24% loan, which we know is going to send us down the dumpster. And we're going to be sitting under the Woodrow Wilson Bridge eating whatever is down there. So understanding is a huge situation, even for myself, of how to optimize our situation because that's ultimately the goal we all are not people who just give up can't fucking give up we can't just throw our hands in the air and go get a bottle of 1738 and just sit in our apartment just moping over a bottle of with a distilled wine and a cigarette can't just do that because we're getting three, four, five thousand every two weeks. Can't just you can't just sit there and say, Man, I'm I'm tired, man. See what happens when you were getting five, six grand every two weeks, initially it was beast. It was like, oh man, that's a lot of money. And so you know, your lifestyle catches up. It's kind of like interest rates and whatnot. Okay, so they raise interest rates, and for a while you're like, Oh no, I went to the bank and everything was cool. Well, you gotta wait. Wait for it to catch up into life. Because now everybody is going to start getting cracked over the skull. Now, the, you know, the uh, trucking business uh, needs to expand or something. And they go to the bank to pull out a loan. Or the farmer, uh, I don't know, needs gasoline or something or whatever. And they go to the bank and say, hey, yeah, I want to work a deal. Uh, on how to try to get some oil, whatever. And then their interest rates start rising. So therefore, they go home, they do the books. They say, man, this is how much I got the loan for. We're going to have to hit people over the head for this much. And it's like, okay, well, let's go ahead and get it started. And then it starts hitting us. We start going to the grocery stores. We start going to the gas stations. So you have to give things time to catch up. So you're making five, six grand every two weeks. It's going fantastic. Now your life catches up to it. Now that five, six grand is pretty normal to you. It's pretty basic. You know, making $10,000 a month or making, you know, $7,000 a month is pretty normal now. Now you're in this cycle that's hard to get out because 
my one way I kind of approach it is now it's time to start grabbing a little bit of money and putting it to the side. As we're in this circle, you know, whirlwind. Oh my gosh! Oh, 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 oh! Just try to like like that money blowing machine that you try to grab the dollars. Just like that, try to grab a couple dollars, throw it to the side. Grab a couple dollars, throw it to the side. I would say just at least start there. <laughs> okay, and then when this circle slows down, it's like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get it under control. Okay, and there's a few ways, no offense, most people, in my personal opinion, are going to try to slow that circle down. You know, at first it was slow as hell. Then it sped up. It's like, oh, man, you know, somebody passed away. Uh, you got divorced. Uh, that adjustable rate just kicked in. Uh, whatever it is, now the circle's speeding up. And by speeding up, what I mean is now that paycheck you're receiving is all the the money's already spent. Spent on the mortgage, spent on the rent, spent on the car note, spent on the medical bill from John Hopkins or whatever. They keep wanting their money. Uh, medical bills. Now, supposedly fall off your credit score or something. You're like, you know what, fuck it. I'm not even going to pay them or whatever. Credit cards, whatever it is. You know, the money's already spent before you get it. When you get your paycheck, it lasts about two hours and you're broke at the bar by the end of the day. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But so the the will is speeding. It's speeding off. You're waking up. Got to go to work. Uh Pound the payment, boom, boom, boom. Paycheck comes in, boom, spin it, boom. And we're just trying to fight to figure out a way to get out of this loop. And a couple ways we will go about this is what? Pick up a second job. Pick up a second shift. I'll do a double today. You know, get a whole new job. Try to go to college. Maybe I could get married. Maybe if I get married, I can have another income. So, next thing you know, we do one of these three, four things. But even just saying it, does it really sound like, no offense, I'm not trying to be condescending. Does it really sound like that's the solution to any of our problems? Picking up a second job, what's that going to do? No offense. That's more expenses, more time spent at work, less time spent with family or friends or Working on a small business, picking up a second shift. What's that going to do? Now I got to pay more in taxes because I'm making more money. There's so many things that getting married. Well, they become a shoe porn head. They need the new shoes every week. They become a drunk and they need to drink liquor every day. Not saying that's everybody. Uh, But something comes up. They become sick. You know, so it's really not really always the answer. And maybe sometimes, again, if you marry wealthy, maybe that is the answer to all your problems. Maybe you marry the princess of, I don't know, America or something. You know? (laughs) Uh, And it's the answer to all your problems. Now you're around all the best of the best. The best financial advisors. Uh... You know, you're bringing in all this money. You're making more money. You're doing philanthropy. You're giving back to the community. All your answers are solved. You know, uh, the thing is, I don't think those are the answers to all the issues. The answer is essentially, it's like taking someone who has like a cigarette addiction. I've possibly said this before. 
A lot of times people will say, you know what? I'm going to cure that person from smoking all those damn cigarettes. I'm going to be the problem solver. So they grab the pack of cigarettes and they break it all in half. And they pour it in the toilet and they flush the toilet down. <laughs> cigarettes gone. Problem solved. No. You just took a microwave approach to the situation. A microwave approach is to easily just solve the situation as fastest and quickest as possible. However, this person isn't smoking cigarettes just because. Not saying that they have some problems. It could be part of their culture. Everybody in their culture smokes cigarettes. They, grandma, grandpa, it's just what we do. We smoke cigarettes, we drink coffee, and we eat food. It's part of our culture. You know, um, they could have had a traumatic situation. And one way they coped with it was by calming their nerves. Give me a cigarette, my nerve bad. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's some old Wheezy. That's, that's some old Wayne shit. Um, like I don't curse, but in this first man world. Um, but yeah. Um, so now you say to this person, not saying that everybody got to go out and solve problems. Why do you smoke? You know, what is it that's going on? You know, and maybe slowly but surely you're able to address the situation that got this person smoking cigarettes. Not saying that they'll stop, but maybe they'll start noticing them slowing down. You know, because now it's kind of like good. Now they're good. Now they got whatever it was that they needed out. Whatever it was in is now out. You know, um, not to go to, to an extent, sometimes I will have a conversation with a racist. You know, and, and, and the hopes, I kind of have an agenda with racist people, which is to see maybe if they just hear themselves talk, but maybe if they're just racist, they're just racist. There's nothing you can do about it. Maybe they just hear themselves talk. Maybe they'll say, you know what? Because a lot of times when you sit in your pot and you let things stew and brew and, you know, you can. Uh, so I've been kind of hanging out solo recently. You know what I'm saying? Really haven't been hanging out with a lot of people. I haven't really been talking. Uh, people have been kind of getting on my nerves. I've been kind of staying solo. Somebody recently told me, man, staying solo could possibly be the equivalent of smoking a pack of cigarettes every day. And I was like, wow. It's like, yeah, man, staying solo can really do a lot of damage to your brain, to your body. Humans are made to socialize. Man was not made to be alone. Socialization is a part of life. I mean, from day one, it takes two people to make a baby. So socialization is how this world is going to go. You know, um, uh, man, you know, I'd be forgetting. Um, but yeah, so just trying to figure out uh, what I was saying. Oh, that was just an alarm that, uh, make sure I call my, uh, uh, internet company and, um, let them know that, uh, I'm now on um, unemployment uh, and that I can be part of the affordable um, connectivity uh, program. So you got to make sure. Uh, actually, I got that done already. Yeah, so I can cancel that alarm. 
Um, but yeah, we approach the situation. Eventually, now the person is good. Okay, not saying everybody can. We can all cure this world's problems. Not at all. But sometimes when we just sit there by ourselves, what's the worst part of like when you're dating? What's the worst part about having your partner going out? What's the worst part? Is that you don't know what they're doing. Are they at the lounge or at the bar? Are they playing pool? Are they hollering at girls or God, whatever? You know, what's going on? But you sit there and you're cooling and you're watching your TV show and your TV show goes off. And it's 2 o'clock in the morning. They're not back. And what's going on? Now you're starting to stew. Uh-oh. Now you're starting to stew. Uh-oh. Here we go. You know, it's the worst part, not knowing. You know? Um, but once you can kind of, like, get a little bit of relief, let's just say a phone call. Phone call comes in at 2 a.m. Hey, just want to let you know I'll be home in, like, an hour. Uh, me and such and such are at such and such. You say, oh, now what? You're good. Whatever was in there. Now you got some reassurance. You got some affirmation. And now you're good. So that's kind of how I say kind of, I could be wrong about this, but how kind of approaching the financial situation. Just kind of like, why is it that I'm not really good with finances? Or not saying I'm not good with it. I don't like I don't like saying it like that. There's no such thing as good and bad. I mean, you know, I I don't want to make it seem like this is a bipolar uh situation. It's 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 ongoing. Okay, but why is it that I can't I, I just can't get right with these finances? It just it just doesn't resonate with me. And I more so say, well, where you know, as I'm pretty sure, where does this where does it begin? Where does it start? Okay, what happened? Well, now we get into the situation of why is it that you're so quick to just acquire debt, not really acquire no assets? Why is it that you kind of had to get that bends, you know what I'm saying, when your job is only like five minutes away, you know, uh, no offense, your your income isn't like Mercedes-Benz income, you know, what is it about this? And now you could possibly, and is it going to change the individual? No, they still going to want their Louis Vuitton, Prada, Dior, and they're still going to want their Mercedes Benz and their red bottoms or, or from men, whatever. They're still going to want their colognes and their, uh, liquors and, and, you know, whatever trips to Cabo, you know, whatever it is, you know, they're still going to want these things. But now they feel good about themselves. For a while, it was a mystery. It was just out there. Man, yeah, why am I doing this to myself? I can barely afford making it to Sandro Pay, but I'm going to do this? Like, what am I doing? And next thing you know, you're on the trip, and you say, you know what? I got to leave early. You leave early. Now your homegirls or homeboys pissed at you because they're like, dude, you left early. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? And you're like, man, I just had to get home. I don't even know. This is a lot of stress. Stress, stress kills, and it kills silently. You know, now when you can kind of say, okay, 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 I get it. I'm addicted to shoes. I'm addicted to outfits. I'm addicted to traveling. I'm addicted to cuisine. I'm addicted to tobacco, weed, liquor, television, whatever it is, cars, club, you know, 
uh, outfits, whatever, sit down with her. Now when she's like, okay, this is who I am. What is it about me? I've always liked being fancy. Fancy Nancy. I've always liked it. You know, this is just who I am. And what, what is it about that? Well, you know what? I grew up in a poor neighborhood. Never had shit. My mom uh, never even told me who my father was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she, I guess she didn't get along with the guy. And he just abandoned us. And, you know, and it's just me and my siblings and my mom. And we just kind of like, you know, barely made it. You know, and I'm just trying to figure things out. And it's like, okay, see, you've, you've kind of always felt like this. And now in order to make yourself feel better or overcompensate, you go shopping once a week at the most expensive stores. And this makes you feel good. Okay? Now, we're not saying don't get your Dior, your Dior Dior. We're not saying don't get your Kate Spade or don't drink your fine liquors. But is there a way that we can approach this? One way we could approach it, and this is a terrible idea, but I'll say, hey, we got a little bit of money. Let's go sell a contract. Okay? Let's go sell a contract on the open market. We're going to get premium. All right? Now, that contract, get it for a week or 30 days. You know? And let that money sit a little bit. And that money, if you get the premium, and as long as you're watching the market, you know, if you start losing, you may want to cut that contract. But you go sell a contract. You know what I'm saying? You get $200 for the contract. You got to wait a week, two weeks, four weeks, whatever, however long. In a couple weeks, you're going to have $200 that you received minus commissions and fees from a contract you sold. You could take that 200, maybe take 50% of it. Take that 100 and go blow it. If you want to, go blow it. But what did we not do? Take the money in our bank that we worked so hard for, stressed out, ankles. They used to say, my, my dogs are barking. Dogs are barking, meaning your feet are cooked from all the walking you've been doing all day. Walking up and down the sidewalk to go get lunch, walking to the metro, walking around the office, probably not wearing the best pair of shoes for your feet. Get home, got to go to the grocery store, got to cook dinner, got to clean the kitchen. Bathroom hasn't been cleaned in a week. Shit, got to do that. And feet hurting, knees hurting. Paycheck come in on Friday. And you're tired, and you want to take that check and immediately start paying bills. Again, we're taking a microwave approach to situations. We just, we want to be stress-free. No offense, stress is a part of life, and stress is actually good for you, as long as it's not too much stress. Stress is what keeps you up. Stress is what keeps you going. Stress is what's going to get you to perform at a higher level. You don't want to just get rid of the stress. No offense. To do what? To just not be stressed out, watching TV or at the bar, just saying, hey, I'm just going to spend it and think you're going to get it right back. No cap. It's not going to happen, cap. You're spending your hard-earned money to 
acquire, no offense, liabilities. Your hard-earned money, spending to get liabilities. You're literally buying problems compared to taking those assets. And I'm not you saying I'm not a financial advisor. This is just some idiot on a microphone who's trying to get money because he's broke. But it would be a better situation to just say, you know what? Fuck the bank. Fuck whoever else. Credit card company. Fuck the wireless company. For a month or two. Just for a month or two. And possibly take your assets. What is one thing we want to do? We want to make sure we pay our bills on time. My, my dad never paid his bills on time. And look at him now. Out there on the curb smoking cigarettes. Drinking out of a brown paper bag. 50 years old. That man. And he ain't did shit with his life. Except make babies. So what are we going to do? I ain't never going to be like that. I'm going to pay my bills on time. So we have this. I need to pay my bills on time. We, we, we treat these companies as if they're, I don't know, like God, we need to make sure we pay them. These companies don't give a shit about, they have their own optimizations. They're working on their optimization and they have their value system. See if you're valuable or not. I mean, think about it. If you got a business, you got a catering business and you're about to go cater and you got this person who's like, yo, man, can you cater my party for free? You're going to cater an event. You're going to do a gosh darn great job. But come on. Now you got this person who's like, hey, I'm going to pay you $5,000 to cater my event. Wait a minute. You wake up. You know, <laughs> and, and you're going to go there. And you're... So to an extent, we always talk about how we, you know, you know, we treat everybody the same and everything. But to an extent, some people know when money's in the room. You know, they, they, they're going to act accordingly. You know, they don't want to fuck up the bag. You know, but yeah. So, yeah, I think we kind of got the gist. Don't need to beat a dead horse, you know. But to an extent, it's okay to take. I'm not, I'm not giving out advice. Some point in our life, just take a risk on ourselves. We... These credit card companies, wireless companies, telecommunication companies, credit card companies, m- automobile companies, all these companies are going to be around. They've been around since the 30s, 40s. Uh, if they're part of a duopoly, oligopoly, monopoly, whatever, they're going to be around for another 30 years. Okay, They're good. They're working on their projects. They're trying to get things done. But who's not good? Me. I'm not drunk, just pointing the finger. Me too. Shit, we not good. I mean, we're great. We're blessed and everything. But we got to get our situation together. So why don't we just take out a small loan if we need to? I mean, at some point, you got to take some risk. You got to be vulnerable. You can easily try to be a pessimistic person and try to be on top of everything. And just and there's nothing wrong with optimism, pessimism, whatever you want to call it. But there's nothing wrong with somebody who's like, uh-uh. I need to stay on top of it. I pay my bills on time. I do what I got to do. I put all my money in a savings account. I don't touch it. I'm going to save for the rest of my life. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Well, it's not true. You, you got a house. You, you had to take some risk on that. You literally took out a $400,000 loan and told them that you're going to pay them back. That's taking risk. 
If you don't, shit, the rest of your life probably can be fucked up. You know? So, we're taking risk, but we're taking these standard risks that we've been taught is a part of life. Buying a house is a part of life. No, the hell it's not. You don't have to do that. You want to do that. Because that's what your mom did. Your dad did. And you're trying to, you know, you know, do the same things they did. You know? So, I don't know. I'm not giving advice, but I say, at one point, when are we going to take a chance on ourselves? Literally, if you stop paying your bills right now, and I'm not advising to stop paying them at all. We, we have a life that we need to maintain. We, we make deals with these companies that we're going to pay them. We got to buy by the contract. Or it could be a breach of contract and you could go to court. But there's nothing in there that doesn't say, hey, I need to take a chance on myself. I've been taking care of y'all for 18 years. I've had this same cell phone for 18 years. I've had this been in this house 15 years. I've had this credit card for 10 years. I've had this student loan for 10 years. I've had these medical bills 10 years. And at no point did I ever just say, you know what? I got to bet on myself. I'm betting on these companies to take care of me. But you're just one in a million. Well, however many customers. They could have 20,000 customers, whatever. Your value, they put on the charts. Let me see. That's why sometimes if you go to your bank account and go see if your bank account's still there. No, it's not there. What happened? They did their value evaluation, customer value evaluation. They realized that your account's been sitting there for seven years. They said, man, you know what? We don't know if this person's alive or dead or whatever. We're just going to go ahead and get rid of the account. No, they don't give a fuck if you're alive or dead. The account didn't have $400,000 in it. The account had $2,500 in it. The account had $10,000 in it. They said, man, we can't keep maintaining all this stuff. We're sending them promotions. We've got to maintain their account. we got to keep it safe. You know, what are they going to start doing? Putting fees on it. Putting fees on it or a process I believe is called a sheetment where they just go ahead and just send it off to like the state. They say, man, we're going to go ahead and get this out of here because they're trying to keep going. But at what point are we going to say, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on my motherfucking self. You know what? I can't pay these bills this month. Sorry. I'm not promoting it. Sorry. Because we have a plan. See, a lot of people will not pay their bills with no plan. Same difference when people put their money in the bank account with no plan. You're going to lose. Same difference if you put your money in the market, okay? You put your money in the stock market. Oh, the stock market made me a lot of money or I lost a bunch of money. Get out. Get out. So you get out. And you say, yeah, we're going to do it again. Six years later, that money's still sitting in cash. So... As we have a plan. We say, you know, we're going to take a chance on ourselves, on our motherfucking self. For just two months, I just need to figure this out. I'm going to take out a small loan or something. And I heard somebody say 20 minutes a day. I think they even said 18. But 20 minutes a day, I'm going to take out and I'm going to start putting one foot in front of the other. What happens in any part of our life? You want to start smoking, you want to start drinking, you want to start fucking, you want to start building an algorithm, you want to start playing a musical instrument. What happens? You have to start at the breathing process. What is the breathing process? When a baby comes out that canal, what's the first thing that baby wants to do? They want to grab some air. Okay, They mom been breathing for them for the last nine months. Now they got to take themselves. That's what that whole smack on the booty. Bow. Wake up, baby. 
And that baby wants to take a breath of air. Ah! That's what we got to do when it comes to whatever we're trying to do. First thing, you want to play a musical instrument. What's the first motherfucking thing you got to do? You got to figure out what instrument you want to play. What, what instrument am I? A French horn? You want to play the French horn? You want to play the harp? The cello? The oboe? You want to play a trumpet? What kind of trumpet? A mute trumpet? So you have to figure that out. Okay. Then you got to find a music store in the area. Oh, I found a music store. It's out there in whatever city. Okay, cool. And stop by. Then you got to save up money and purchase it. And that's all it is. Just taking one step at a time. All right. I want to start a small business, you know, but I don't want to. Or I want to I want to get myself out of this credit card debt. I want to get the student loan debt, whatever. And you don't want to get married or you don't want to have to have somebody die so you can get their inheritance. You want to do this on your own. You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure this out. At some point, you're going to have to take a risk. You're going to have to make a change. You're going to have to fix something. And, and by doing it, it may require taking out a small loan. But don't just take out any loan. Look up to see if there's any small business loans for new and upcoming entrepreneurs they may not even require you to pay it back they may have a loan forgiveness program that comes out in five years and you say what they're going to forgive the loan and you apply next thing you know your loan has been forgiven you know um don't just stop paying the bills you got to have a plan of how okay so now whatever didn't work out how are you going to get back on top of these bills but if you stop paying the bills you say you know what i'm gonna take a chance real quick I'm going to try to start something real quick, and then I'm going to go ahead and get back to the bills. Maybe we can lower some expenses. Maybe there's some expenses. Uh, you got that Netflix membership. You got that gym membership that you haven't been using. Uh, you got that insurance. You don't even own that car anymore. You don't even own that jewelry anymore. You know, you still got the uh, personal property insurance. Get rid of that insurance. It's $4 a month. Get rid of it. It's cool. You don't even have that jewelry no more. You don't even own that car no more. Let it go. Let that insurance go. So we can lower the expenses. At the same time, we can figure out the due dates, late dates, grace periods, cutoff periods, and we can play with time a little bit. This is going to do is put $1,000, a couple thousand dollars in your pocket. Yes, get the budget together. Get a written budget. All that. Fantastic. Got the written budget and everything. Fantastic. Gotcha. But at some point, we have to be vulnerable and take a chance. And can we take be vulnerable and lose? You trust your homeboy who said, hey, yeah, we're going to start that business together. What happens when you start a business or you start exercising with somebody? You're going, hey, we're going to start jogging every Monday morning. First week, they're late. Second week, they don't show up. Third week. But that can't stop you. You say, you know what? I've been doing it for a year now. For a whole year, every Monday, I get up 5 a.m. and I do my jog. And you were supposed to start it with me, but it doesn't. It fell apart. But it's all good. You got to keep going. We got to keep going. You know, and then we got to figure out that plan. And we take an extra $1,000. To start a sole proprietorship, I don't think costs very much at all. You get the business registered. You start bringing in some income, putting it in the business. They say, you know, you get a credit. And now you're able to start paying your bills back. Last thing. Barack Obama wasn't able to pay for his former president. Barack Obama wasn't able to pay for his student loans, supposedly until he wrote a book or something when he was president. That's the shit that got him out. So everybody not going around paying their bills on time. This is some 
fallacy, some law written by probably a creditor, probably somebody that you owe, that owe, you owe money to. Oh, you know, you should pay your motherfucker. Got to take a chance on ourselves. So I'm going to get ready to start taking chances on myself. I'm definitely going to um, let y'all know what I've been up to and what I've been working on. Please support me. Uh, take our time. It's no pressure. You know what I'm saying? Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by. I appreciate it. I see I got some people in Germany, Canada, Australia, United States. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. My name is Chan Man, and this is House of Barf. Blah! Introducing the Listener Support Program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you will be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not, you know, public uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that. Uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research, and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful inter... Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone uh that will keep you engaged and inspired join me us in shaping the future of house of barf by becoming a supporter today your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the united states and hopefully in the future of the world to support us simply visit podcasters.spotify.com then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify. And um, support this podcast and become a supporter. And choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences. Every contribution, no matter how small or how big, 
makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated. Thank you for being an essential part of our journey. With your support, we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you, our incredible listeners. God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash chan hyphen man seven and you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today thank you you can also reach me at c287 gph at gmail.com thank you again you have a wonderful day god bless